Hello, it is Tuesday, March 16th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. So if you hear any um, weird background noises, I have a new dog, a new rescue dog. He just got fixed yesterday. He's getting used to the house and everything, and he's um, pretty needy. He's a good dog so far, but he's a, a little bit of a whiner. As he gets adjusted. So if you hear any whining. It's the dog. Who has yet to be named. So no name for him. But he'll have one uh, soon enough. And I'll get a picture of him up somehow somewhere. And you know. I'll show you the new dog. So on with the show. As we all know. Eric Anders and Darren Stewart. Fought on Saturday. The fight ended in a no contest after Eric Anders landed an illegal knee to the head of Darren Stewart, who was a downed opponent. Uh, So, referee Herb Dean was refereeing, and he decided it was going to be a a no contest instead of a DQ. It couldn't go to the scorecards because two rounds were not completed, and so referee's decision according to the Nevada State Athletic Commission rules. And um, Dean had uh, spoke to, I guess, Mark Ratner of the UFC about this. And uh, Ratner was on MMA Junkie Radio. And here's what he had to say that Dean said to him. What we start with is the referee's judgment. That's the most important thing. He's going to determine in his mind, stress that, in his mind, whether it was intentional or accidental. It certainly changes the way the fight is scored or the outcome. In the Yon fight, Mark Smith was a referee. He felt the knee was intentional, and therefore, because Sterling couldn't go forward, that became a disqualification. The difference from Saturday's fight was Herb Dean felt that maybe Anders, who had landed the knee, and Stewart, who was putting his hand up and down, kind of baited him into that knee. He felt it was an accident. Therefore, it became a no contest or a no decision. If it would have gone two rounds full, we would have gone to the scorecards. Now let me just be blunt here. Was the knee illegal according to the rules? Yes. Was the knee a foul? Yes. Could Stort continue? No. Can Herb Dean read minds? As far as I know, no. And so, who cares what the referee thinks? The, uh, the decision should not, in these cases, be made up, made by the referee who has no idea if it was intentional or not. I don't care what the referee thinks. I care how the rules are written. And the rules are written that it's an illegal move. And if you break the rules and it's a fight-ending incident, well, then you should be disqualified. Don't bring... See, this is the problem we have in MMA. We bring all these feelings and emotions into the decisions and the referees will tell you why they don't call fouls and why they don't take points off of uh for fouls that's why you get nine warnings for poking somebody in the eye that's why you get three kicks to the nuts because no one wants to take a point away and quote unquote impact the fight meanwhile one of the fighters is getting fouled repeatedly and you're going to tell me that doesn't impact the fight? Of course it impacts the fight. 
it impacts the fight just as much as taking a point away. So let's just cut the shit and call the rules as they're written. If you don't want to call the rules as they're written, then take them all out. And say you'll, you'll get multiple warnings for fouls. Unless for some reason I think the foul was intentional. What are you going to base that thought on? Gut feeling. There's no room for gut feeling. There's no room for I think it was intentional or an accident. There's no room for that in, in any anything really. So take the points or rewrite the rules. It's one or the other. And don't let referees decide what someone thinks or what they think the reasoning behind the foul was. It's dumb and it shouldn't be brought into the sport. So call the fouls and I bet if you start calling them, they'll, the incidents will, well, they won't go away. I bet they start going down. Try it. Just see what happens. I'd be happier with that than with someone deciding what they think the intent was behind a foul. Much happier. I don't get it. Another thing I don't get is uh, the whole, uh, um, pretty much this today's theme is I don't get it. Um, so next thing I don't get is Paula Costa pulled out of his fight with Robert Whitaker. Uh, we found out today that he had been suffering from COVID-19 and he had not has not recovered from it. Um, his coach, I think it was his coach or his manager, someone told uh, MMA Fighting, we want to postpone the fight a week or two so he can recover. He has COVID and then had the flu and the flu is taking a long time to go away. If you have COVID and the flu, I'm going to bet the flu isn't the problem. We just want to postpone the fight. Paulo's symptoms were moderate, but there's an issue. He never stopped training. He continued training. He hasn't fully recovered since then. So, you know, the fight has at this point has been post not postponed. Costa has been scratched, which is the right move because you don't know if he's going to recover, which we found out through um, Cody Garbrandt and Hamza Chimaev. So maybe the UFC is getting a little smarter about this and not immediately rebooking fights when someone has COVID-19. Or maybe it's just because it's a main event or a combination thereof. I'm going to bet probably because it's a main event. Um, but the thing here is, the guy knew he, from what I'm reading, if I'm, unless I'm reading something into this, he was sick and he just kept training. How are you going to get better? It's not a cold. If you know you had the flu and you know you had COVID-19 and your immune system is in, in terrible shape, you don't train, not even a little. But now that we know what's wrong with him, here's the last sentence in the story from his brother. We're training, but way lightly. No, you don't train. You rest, recuperate, eat correctly. And when the doctor says you can get back to training, you train. Otherwise, you don't know if you're going to get better. You're just going to drag this out and live with whatever is wrong with you for a longer time. This isn't science. You need, you know, well, it is science, really. You rest. You rest and recuperate and, and take the medication that's prescribed you and you get better. If you train with a compromised immune system, it's going to stay compromised. Does the UFC talk to these people to advise them anything? 
or or does this not register? If you and uh, further, if you're going to only get paid when you fight, maybe you should take a little bit better uh, care of your body and rest it so you get better so you can fight more. But I don't know. This is just an another annoyance, and I don't again. I don't get it. The third and final, I don't get it, is UFC 261 is going to take place in Florida. And the question, two questions, why and how. Why is most likely because it's Florida and it can. How, that's the big question. And that's the question no one's answered. So I've sent emails to Florida um, to the mayor of Jacksonville and to the commission to see if there's a plan and if I can get it, I'll send one to the UFC. But the likelihood of uh, even a no comment from them is about 0.001%. So, okay, you can do it because legally you can do it. But why? There's no real reason to do this. There's no real reason to do it. The state is still over the recommended number of positive tests percentage from the World Health Organization to open, which I think the percentage is five. And recently, the state was at, I think, 7% last month, and it's currently at 5.8. So it's going down. But what's happening right now in Florida, I'm going to guess in two two weeks, we're going to see a surge because it's spring break. And from what I've read here on the news, it's not good down in Florida right now. Um, So we'll see what happens. So keep an eye on that. And I'm going to keep an eye on the numbers. And the reason I don't have any numbers right now is because I'm still researching it. Uh, I looked up at ProPublica the the proper numbers to research and lay out. And I'm going to put a story out here probably on Bloody Elbow this week that looks at all the numbers and how the state's going and all that good stuff um then and i know off the top of my head that the numbers of deaths and positive cases are dropping that's true but they're still about equal to what was happening in october of last year so it's not some kind of record low number it's still you know like i said it's still above the recommended number from the world health organization to open the state and we'll see if that stays the same. I think these next two weeks are however long spring break is going to um, roll here. And, and then you have the, you know, the incubation period and then the period where it's going to ramp up. That's the real concern. And if you notice, while the announcement was we're back, MMA Junkie also revealed that the backup plan, and there is one. So let's hold off on that we're back until fight night. Uh, because the backup plan is UFC 261 at the apex. I, I don't understand. If the rush is just to say first, which is what I what I am gathering, there's just this overwhelming desire from Dana White to be the uh, the first guy in your comments saying first. What good does that do you? What good does that do you? And I guarantee you that if it fails, no one's going to applaud and if it succeeds, it's luck. This isn't, you know, being done under any kind of 
medical or scientific or any kind of advice. It's just being done because the state said it could be. And Dana White thinks he, for some reason, by being first, is going to be the hero. And he'll spin it that way. But the risks are still there. And I'm going to listen to the World Health Organization before I listen to Dana White on medical uh, anything, even the common cold. Another thing, if you look at the state of Florida's advice on its own website, it says that gatherings of uh, over 250 should be avoided and canceled if possible. So this is easily avoided, but Jacksonville is going to go against its own state's health protocols. And Dana White doesn't give a shit about health protocols, as we've seen. Hasn't worn a mask since day one. The simplest thing you can do, this bonehead refuses to do for some, I don't know what reason. And no one's taking any kind of serious medical advice. So it is going to be what it is going to be. And I'm clearly against it. Because it's not even close to being what the number is from a recommended number from the World Health Organization. If it was at that 5% mark or lower, you know, at least you could say, all right, we've hit the, hit the recommended mark where we, we can open, but maybe not without social distancing. And even on the, on the state's website, it says even, even in the low numbers, 250 and under, you should still distance. So there's nothing, there's no reason for this. There's just zero reason to make this happen. Yet, Florida and the UFC are going to go ahead with it because it's Florida and the UFC. If you have a reputation for doing dangerous things, maybe don't keep doing dangerous things. Just saying. And also, I don't get it. And with that, if you heard any dog whining, I apologize. <laughs> Hopefully he'll get uh, adjusted. Other than the whining, he's been real good. But we'll see what happens. And, um, yeah. Until then, stay safe. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.